pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The last instalment of Art and War. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, and this is One Life Left. Two, Two of us. us. Wait, man down, man down. Where's Simon? It's okay. Uh, I'm Steve Curran. I'm Anne Scantlebury. And joining us for this very special edition of One Life Left in the studio, Kieran Gillen. Hello. Hi, Kieran. Uh, Simon isn't here. Oh. I like the way we just skipped <laughs> Kieran is here, but let's Hello. go back to Simon. Uh, Simon isn't here today because it's his birthday. Do we get birthdays off? Well, he asked for his birthday mm. off, and I thought it would be polite to... I mean, how would you tell him that? He said, can I, have my, can I have next week off? It's my birthday, and, you know, he's gone out for a meal, and who knows? I'm sure he's having fun. But, you know, with, <laughs> with every sad thing that happens, there's a happy, uh, you know, converse, inverse? Whatever. There's a happy something. Whatever. There's Kieran, you're, Kieran. A, you're a happy inverse. Uh, welcome to One Life Left. <laughs> Hello, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm very well. I'm just thinking about gulags, because, uh, just reading about the gulags right Kira, do you have a joke about gulags and you were just trying to segue neatly into it? I was, I was, it's funny you should ask about gulags. I was uh, going to suggest, you know, you, let, you never got off at the gulag, so keeping Simon under control in a, in a prison camp in uh, northern Siberia would be the way to actually keep him here. Yeah, I wish, I wish we could, uh, but instead we've got you. But it is, it is going to be great, because coincidentally, today was always going to be our One Life Left PC gaming special. It was in the diary. It was in the... Uh, the secretarial <laughs> diary, I put it down in there, years ago. <laughs> maybe, the that's why, maybe, that, maybe that's why Simon uh, took, <laughs> took today off. So, you know, we couldn't be uh, more blessed uh, than to have you here. <laughs> Uh, Kieran Gillen, PC gaming expert, um, co-founder of Rock Paper Shotgun, which I believe is the biggest blog in the UK now. Is that right? Somebody told us that. I don't believe them, but it's a good thing. Somebody told us we were one of Resonance's biggest shows. We (laughs) we haven't stopped saying that since. And someone's told us we're the biggest gaming uh, gaming show in, in Europe. The only one. I think, gaming radio I think show. I told us that. And yeah. You two have been repeating that forever. Yeah. So don't worry about that, release. Kieran. You're also uh, certainly the biggest PC gaming site, uh, maybe in in which Lon- isn't rubbish. London and Bath, and which isn't rubbish, and and you know is is quite funny, and that John Walker writes for John that Walker. isn't Eurogamer. <laughs> we definitely fit into that that category quite high up. Um, so you're going to be talking a bit later about some of the breaking PC gaming news stories, right? Troy. Let's let's see. And and Anne hopefully won't have covered those in her news, oh, which is coming up. Crossed. But we're doing something at the moment um, where we try. Well, we, we're intermittently doing oh. it. We do forget about it. Anne forgets about it on a week by week basis. I sometimes remember, and that is we try and put the show in the context of um, you know current events. So we say in the week that, and then something that's happened. So in the week that, um, um, Alistair Darling took. 2.5% off VAT. Did that happen today? I think he did. Yeah. It, the BBC said they were going to do it. So in the week that that happened, is that, is that relevant, relevant to, video- to video games? It's, it's, is VAT like, on video games? Video games slightly cheaper? 
Yeah, that sounds relevant. Relevant to video games, about seven or eight out of ten, I think. Yes, I think. Kieran, in the week that current current events, I didn't leave the house. In the week, (laughs) Kieran Gillen didn't leave the house. Relevant to video games, I played a lot of them. (laughs) Pretty pretty high. And and in the week that Jonathan Ross didn't get the sack from the BBC, we're not sure about current events this week, are we? Maybe. Relevant to video games. Um. um, he likes them. He likes them. Let's say. Maybe. News. It's 7.05 on Monday the 24th of November. I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. Polygamy is the way forward for developers, it would seem. John Yamamoto, US boss at Square Enix, has said staying faithful to one platform has had its day and going multi-platform is the only way to maximise the spread of games, which a lot of Japanese developers are missing out on. As One Life Left has found, spreading yourself thin absolutely works and doesn't make for tired content. Uh, we did spread ourselves a bit thin a few weeks ago, didn't we, with three yeah. shows in a week? Yeah, that was a bit much. And that's obviously going to happen again with our Christmas party being this Saturday and another yeah. show on the Monday. But it's fine. Uh, the Christmas party is being broadcast in the future, so we can only talk about future events. That's true. It's going to be broadcast over Christmas live on Resonance 104.4 FM. But back to video games. Multi-platform, yeah. uh, multi-platform. Developing for uh, several platforms at once, Kieran, is that the way forward? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, talking from the sort of PC perspective, we're like uh, piggybackers. The idea that you know you might as well knock out a PC version cheap, uh, and then we get to play it too. I'm a I'm big no- fan of it. I've noticed uh, an increasing number of Japanese developers doing that. Capcom seem to do it quite a lot uh, that they port to you uh, last. But I read recently that they've decided to. Um, to start treating the PC more seriously. So you won't get those crappy, you know, um, mouse as a substitute for joypad ports anymore, but they'll actually think about it. There's kind of actually some good stuff. I mean, uh, if you actually look at the quality of the uh, the co-development titles, shall we call them, uh, they're going up. I mean, you know, uh, not Rock, Paper, Shotgun, we're extremely amused at the concept of writing about Street Fighter, the idea that we haven't written about Street Fighter in years. Of and course, now, Street, and Fighter, Street yeah. Fighter... Um, uh, four is coming, isn't it? Yes, it's a so, PC. So how is how's that? How's the control system on that going to work? Is it going to be a real time strategy fighting game? I would hope there's some resource elements in there. Dra- dragging around <laughs> Ryu's fists and then thrusting them forward. It could be gesture based. I, don't, I just hope there's some talking because I, I need to understand what they're doing and why they're fighting. There better be terrain. Terrain. I'm, there has to be terrain. Skill points. Um, Anne, have you ever played a, a, a PC game? Just to... I don't think so. Have you played a browser game? I, I, Remember in the browser when occasionally something people uh, forward to you and funny things happen? And you have you them. played a free cell? Oh, I played a busted one once. Okay, okay we can talk about those later. Yeah. Um, multi, multi-platform. Will you be going multi-platform in the future, Anne? Um, well, I've got an Xbox, I've got a Wii, um, and I was looking at signing up for a new phone deal to get a PS3, but it was well expensive. Way forward then. Mm-hmm. Sony UK has defended Little Big Planet's average sales. The, current, the game is currently flying low in the charts at number 19. But Sony isn't bothered because it got very good scores and would like to think that originality and brilliance count for something. Yes, Sony, we'd like to think so too, but apparently originality and brilliance don't win awards or get chart-topping positions. We do. We t- oh, wait, we're not original or brilliant, are we? Correct. Very clever. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't won awards either. Um, oh, well. Yeah, so uh, have you played Little Big Planet yet? No, I haven't. Have you, Kieran? No. I have. Oh, you're the only one who has then? I have. Uh, so that explains why it's number 19. If only a third, <laughs> third of all people in this room have, have played it, and a third of them got it for free as well. Um, didn't we get a letter today saying someone had beaten us to making uh, their... GameSpot, I think, have made yeah. their, own, their own level in it. Mm. Mm. Let's make a better one. Let's make a better level. Uh, we will charge our listeners with doing that later. It's true that a big part of uh, any platform holder um, uh, publishing strategy has to be producing brilliant games, not just games that sell. So maybe they are content with uh, just critical critical reception uh, positive critical reception I mean that's what obviously they for. wouldn't be content with negative critical <laughs> I mean we aren't are we um, so Kieran do you think it matters that Little Big Planet hasn't sold I think it doesn't I think it's a shame 
I mean, considering everybody, you know, I said I haven't played it. Do you love it, Steve? I presume that you love it. Everyone I, loves it. I certainly loved it for a week. Uh, I haven't <laughs> played it since. I don't know whether that's down to me and my attention span, though. I got a bit disillusioned with it when Sony started taking down all of the copyrighted content, which was inevitable, and I don't blame them for that. Um, but it was still a bit sad when you see these kids who've crafted beautiful Metal Gear Solid pastiches or um, Mario, Mario levels, and they have to take them down. It's a shame. Um, obviously... On the PC, that doesn't happen so much because you're all operating above the law. Yeah, I was wondering whether it, that's my sort of thought, whether it's just conceptually flawed. Mm, As in, like, you, if you can't use content, user-generated content properly, just don't do it. it Stick to the PC, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an interesting argument. I, I don't know whether all of that though has. Um, do you think all of that has? hurt the sales figures or do you think it's whether you know it's the fact that it's a bit of an abstract platform game and it's not what the kids want to play these days i think it's a bit niche i suspect it might have legs i, I you know which sounds makes like i might be involved in marketing <laughs> at some point and if it doesn't have legs <laughs> you can build them yes that's a funny answer sorry works Peggy is to launch a new, hopefully less confusing, age rating system across Europe this spring. It'll be colour-coded for people who can't get to grips with numbers. The UK government is still umming and ahhing over the Byron Review and can't quite make up its mind whether to go for the rating system made for games or to stick with the one not made for games. Wow, tough call, politicians. Right. Kieran, what do you think of this? Ratings on games and stuff. It's, it's, it's paddling uphill, isn't it? They don't seem to quite get it. The problem is that parents don't understand that video games have violence in. And parents didn't understand that when you had your own weird numbering system and they didn't understand that when you put spiders on the box to represent that they are scary. I know um, a developer who said they were really excited when their game came back from um, the ratings board because all of a sudden their game now had spiders on the box and it looked brilliant. <laughs> and I don't think that's what they should be looking for. It's it's obvious to me that they just have to go uh, for a rating system like as close to the BBFC as possible because that's what, you know, parents who don't know about video games understand. They understand that their kids probably, the ones who care, understand that their kids probably shouldn't be watching 18 rated films and sure... You know, sometimes they do, but not all the time. And if they are doing it all the time, then there's probably a problem there. And video games, you know, maybe even more because they're interactive. But let's leave that to one side for a second. Clearly, clearly, it just needs to be as simple as possible. I don't understand what the debate is. It's about control, though, isn't it? Uh, you know, they, they don't want to give up control to the BBF. Quite, surely. quite. I understand that. but um, uh, I agree with you totally. I think it should, because I don't think parents will even slightly understand until you do the movie rating. I mean, I'm... Remember debating one of my aunties, she says, "Oh, I won't let my kids have a GTA um, San Andreas, but you know, but I let mm. them have GTA Three. Right? The idea that somehow between the different versions there will be some increasing level of like, and it was such an enormous thing, I couldn't even begin to explain it. To yeah, me. quite. I had exactly the same. I went back to visit my parents and heard a similar story um, uh, this weekend, um, and you know, they happen all the time. I was I was explaining as well. Every time you go into a um, into a shopping centre. Uh, into into a sort of a, a uh, I'm trying to think of a word for game that isn't just calling it game a, game a commercial shop. game shop. <laughs> um, you have a queue of kids who uh, who are asking you outside to buy the 18 rated games. So clearly the shop assistants won't sell it to game, and it's got through on that level. But it's a different, it's a whole different thing. You've got to attack now. You've got to stop parents from just not knowing about this and putting stupid icons of spiders on the box isn't going to help. But they're all busy uh, figuring out how not to feed them all chips, aren't they? And, like, you know, not make them... Are you a woman on the street? (laughs) Yeah, I'm the woman on the street. And what do you want to see on the front cover of games? Nothing, because they're killing our kids. Thanks. Nintendo US's Cami Dunaway has threatened that hardcore gamers will sit up and pay attention to the Wii next year or else. She reckons upcoming release, The Conduit, will, le- will let people know what the Wii is really made of. Apparently, it's not made of family fun and love, it's made of shooting and killing, just as it should be. Well, Kieran, did you just snort during that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit contemptuous, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's fine, we're always contemptuous of Anthony's, you'll fit right in, it's, it's great. Um, the Wii is coming into its into the period that's absolutely key for it. It's a Christmas toy, yeah. um, and and it's a box that I'm sure if Simon was here, he would um, argue only ever comes out at Christmas, if at all, um, because that's when you have people around and you want to show off and it's fun and you know you play these sort of games and all the kids need new games for Christmas. 
What the hell was that news story about? Uh, well, they're just saying they're going to be more heart, like proper games for the Wii. So it's not just going to be like Wii music and Wii family. Wii holding. <laughs> Wii music sold 85,000, I think, across the US in its first week of release. That might not be right, but let's assume it is. That's not very many. It's because it's not very good. So they're saying they need... They need yeah, well, they're saying first person shooters, well, yeah, violence stuff. We've been developing this stuff because we're serious about the Wii as well. It can do more than just, you know, make a stick go around right. or, or, or play <laughs> or play bowling. What's the Wii? <laughs> it's the one that makes a stick go around. Uh, Kieran, do you think violent games on the Wii are going to help the platform? Do you think it needs that sort of help? I'm not sure that. I think it's probably too late for it. Really? Uh, the Wii is doomed? <laughs> no, no, not the Wii is doomed, but the yeah. whole, uh, the, the Wii's purpose has been defined in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And I think if the, the kids are into the hyper-violence, they've got a 360 now, they can afford a 360. They've got like ge- Anne. They've yeah. got Gears of Arms, you know. Um, uh, I love stuff. violence, so I got a 360. How's so, that going? Pretty bloodyly. And finally, sometimes idiots hate games. This week has seen Nickelback moron Chad Kroger tell kids to get rid of their guitar hero and form an actual rock band. And Peter, the animal lovers, have had a go at cooking mama for eating meat like the virtual omnivore she is. Thank goodness for games. Without their guidance, children would end up dropouts making songs about why it's so important to kiss dogs. Peter or Petter? Peter. I call them Peter. Peter or Petter. Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) Um, Either way... Ah... (laughs) Isn't it annoying? What? Just, I'm a vegetarian, like, and I've been a vegetarian for 14 years, and the closest I ever come to eating meat is when I read about a pita or peta <laughs> campaign, because they are infuriating idiots. I played their pastiche of Cooking Mama, and it was, you know, very, very, very well done. And there's a bit where you, you have you played it, Kieran? Yeah, yeah we, you, we blogged about it. You pluck a, pluck a turkey and you, you pull the... Giblets, is that what you call giblets. it? Giblets. Giblets, giblets. I don't know, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> you pull the bits out and, and like, you, you know, I, I didn't really get it. Like, <laughs> you're, you're making turkey, that's what I happens. don't if understand you, why. If you eat meat, surely you're aware that it's a dead animal. Did but, you see the bit when they broke, when you break the egg, blood yeah. flies out I the know, egg and I feathers? And it's like, I once had something very disturbing in an egg. Uh, which I don't like to think about, it, but it doesn't happen every time. What what was in the egg? It was a, like a creature. I really? think I suspect it was a chick. That's disgusting. It was really horrible. Are you are you are you going vegan then? Uh, no, I don't eat egg though. So really, safe. Right. safe. My friend James doesn't eat egg. He says it's like sperm, <laughs> and I try to explain to him that it's. It's, it's almost exactly the opposite. <laughs> but then I gave up. Um, so, yeah, Peter have done this game. Um, but it's not anti-video games, though, is it? They no. actually say in it, please write to Majesco to encourage them to make a vegetarian version. Yeah, but didn't they say, we've got plenty of vegetarian options. Cooking Mama is very versatile with what she cooks. Did they? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, they did. They're just saying, you know... but. Ma- but Peter, Petter, are saying you have to cook meat in order to beat the game and therefore there should be a wholly vegetarian one that teaches kids Shut that up. meat is murder and meat is murder. Yeah, sometimes I, I like a bit of murder. <laughs> is that the end of the news? Yes, yeah, it was pretty it's... good this week. Thanks. Thanks, Anne. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is She and Chip Tech. Uh, are you going to play this at our Christmas party? I will be playing some She at our Christmas party without doubt. Uh, this is quite pumping, isn't it? It really is. And we will have a pumping time then, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Because right now we have uh, something even more, no, slightly less exciting, but still exciting. Because I, I don't think anything is more exciting than our Christmas party. No. But um, this was a party we went to... This last week. Oh yeah, last week on Thursday. On Thursday. Thursday night. Why would you have a party on a Thursday night when someone else has got to get up for work? Thursday the next is the new Friday, or it was last year anyway. Um, I read that in a crap London paper, which I shouldn't have been reading. No, you shouldn't have. Sorry. So we went out on Thursday. It yes. wasn't really going out though. It was business, wasn't it? Yeah, it was business. It we was were there business. On business. We were there on business. Uh, so we had to remain very sober, very together, yeah. or at least that was the intention. We went to um, a Microsoft party. And I still really don't understand what it was for, but it was very lavish. It was for the launch of the new Microsoft dashboard, which is called Kieran. Is it the NGE? NGE. It's 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 new. Um, it's the new avatar-based uh, interface for the Xbox 360, uh, which allows you to design uh, a little version of yourself. Have That's you done nice. that yet? Uh, no, I watched someone else do it. Really? It looked alright. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we saw um, what's his name, didn't we? George Lamb. George Lamb. Georgie. Georgie. Georgie Lamb. Yeah. He was hosting, uh, and he designed. Well, he'd had designed a version a of himself, Georgie. a little Georgie. Yeah. Oh, it's Georgie. Oh, Georgie. Little... Georgie was a bit of a wide boy. Yeah. He was with a suit. With a suit. So we stood there, and the place was full of uh, me and you. Yeah. And lifestyle press, wasn't it? <laughs> Lifestyle press. Lifestyle press and the lifestyle press. What what is the lifestyle press? Well, it's us for a start. Uh, that's us. It's the mainstream. It's the press that appeals to the mainstream. It's not Kieran. No. Kieran's specialist press. I'm very special. You are special. <laughs> specialist, Kieran. Uh, we were, we were lifestyle that. So we were there with the uh, the bold and the beautiful. Yeah. Uh, people who don't really care about video games, but write about them so they can get free games to sell at GameStation or Game or another. Subhuman parasites, as I like to call them. <laughs> so there were there were lots of um, there were lots of girls there, which is unusual for a girls' party. Games, games party. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Uh, there were some games there. They had there uh, were some games. They had Seen It. They had Lips, which is their karaoke oh, game. They had You're in the Movies, which is. Is the game with the on the 360, which puts you in a movie? It's your game. It's excellent. <laughs> uh, and they had in the in the in the back room, they had Gears of War, didn't they? They did. They had a little a, a little section for those who actually liked games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went back there, and we were stood by the stood by the room, and there was a line full of uh, men playing Gears of War two, and a woman in uh, army dress, and she came up to me and she said, "Do you want to go?" And I said, "Oh no, thank you. It all looks a bit alpha male for me." <laughs> and she went. Ah! <laughs> alpha male, it all looks a bit alpha male for you. And I thought that went quite well. So later on, we went back to do that joke again with a yeah. different girl, didn't we? She didn't pay attention. Didn't she was work. actually she was actually with an alpha male. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out they prefer alpha male than alpha men than um, people joking about being alpha men. So that was good. So we so saw some good. games. So we saw some games, and then we saw something else, didn't we? We saw some sugar babes. Some sugar babes. Actually, the sugar babes. The, yeah. Well, the the current three. The current three. In the revolving door of Sugar Babe membership. You get a bit snobby about this, don't you? It's not your ideal three. Well... Which period Sugar Babes were you into? Well, I'm, I'm very, very fond of um, Heidi, but I do like the original three, so I don't know. Just yeah. sh- maybe just shove them all in that's, together. That's the, that's the thing. I'm, I'm classic lineup, but Heidi, you know, yeah. don't have a soft spot for Heidi. Yeah, because she did... Simon would have made a joke then when I said that. He's not here? He's not here. Let's let it go. Kieran, Kieran isn't confident Way. to be smutty. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, we watched The Sugar Babes. Yeah, and we while we were watch watching them. The Sugar Babes, we drank, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We drank quite a lot in the mm. end, didn't we? That was nice. Because they had cocktails. Uh, yeah, pink cocktails. Pink cocktails. And then, um, yeah. In um, the end, we gave up on the cocktails. We were just drinking vodka and whatever they yeah. had. That's literally what I've... I said, can I have a vodka? Two vodkas. And he said, what with? And I said, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at this point. So, yeah, we drank. We watched the Sugar Babes. That yeah. was good. And then what happened? Uh, and then uh, we saw that they had... Well, then we went and got our pictures... Well, I went and got my picture done with two of the Sugar Babes. They they mingled, didn't they? Yeah, they with did. The, uh, with the people. With the people there. With they, the, uh, they were very nice. I'll put those pictures up press. on the um, blog soon. We had a chat with a guy from, guy from the Telegraph. Yes, he gave me his card, and I nearly tried to give it to Keisha. Because you were a bit drunk by that point, weren't you? Uh, We chatted to uh, uh, 
guys from Nuts and Zoo. Yeah. That was nice. Uh, I chatted to a lady from Grazia. Did you arrange anything about you going in Nuts or Zoo? Well, anything you want to... We'll have to see. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not me. No. No. Um, and, uh, and then... And then... Something happened. Uh, it was near the end of the night. We didn't think we caused enough trouble. So uh, we were just walking around looking for the other sugar babe that we hadn't found. Couldn't find her. Amel. Amel. Or as I like to call it, whatever her name is. Yeah. The other one. Uh, couldn't find her, but did see Keisha, the original member, sitting on the stage with a couple of friends. One of the friends who was in charge of the lip stage, which was right in front of where she was sitting. She was watching the people on the stage. She was basically looking for the next lineup of sugar babes. Basically. Essentially. So, we thought... Well... Why not? We're here, this is fate, let's audition for the sugar babes. So we did. So we did. We, uh, we went up on stage, we asked if we could, uh, we could uh, you know, possibly... We didn't want to be, you know, we didn't want to be arrogant about this, but we, we'd like to put our names forward... Uh, if she has any flat plans to get rid of uh, Amel or, or maybe even Heidi. Two of them. Two of them. That'd be nice. Uh, so we, we went up there and we decided to... Well, I say we decided, you decided yeah. unilaterally to do um, Survivor by Destiny's Child. Whoa! 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 Literally worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't go very well because the thing about Survivor is it's a very, very rushed song, yeah. very complex and also involves quite a lot of vocal range. We are slow, yeah. simple <laughs> and have no vocal range. Also, we were trying to pump it full of energy, waving our hands in the air, trying to, yeah. you know, give it all S- Trying that. to sing facing each other, yeah. didn't know the words. No, didn't know each other. Said I wouldn't sell without you. Self- Nine million. You see, we're, we're quite good. <laughs> In a musical style, not really in that. Anyway, we're still waiting for the call, aren't we? Yeah, but hopefully, uh, come our party, maybe we'll have some more Sugar Baby news. Here's Derek. Sometimes you regret taking insert in the game. You realise almost instantly you've made a terrible mistake or given way too high a trade in value. The new Banjo Kazooie is one such thing. While I gave away very little for it, I know it's not going to sell. No one knows what it is, but no one remembers what Banjo Kazooie was. Sat utterly neglected on my store shelves this Saturday. So I had to try and cash it in as soon as possible. Where better than online? Except I can't sell it via Amazon. The sell yours here for isn't available. So I try listing it on play.com. It appears in my open listings on my account, but doesn't show up on the sign. I noticed this happening a few times now. It's taken a week or two from release and we be able to sell via these online stores. Could it be that there's some agreement with the publisher not to sell second-hand, or just do these online stores want to ensure they can get rid of their own stock first before they never upload of the second-hand titles? I'm Philip Williams, and you can witness a free market economy first-hand this Saturday. You're all going to be there, right? Ten seconds, Steve. Ten seconds. That was what Anne just said, and she was right. I was. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and possibly on the internet. Maybe. Maybe. You can also podcast us at... Uh, you always have trouble with this one. Just, just learn. on the internet. Just, it's just on the internet. What do you want me to say? You just, can podcast us from the internet. Kieran, what's our website? It's the place. Uh, www.website.com. Dot. 
www.onelifeleft.com but most people get it off of iTunes you now, can Steve. also get it on iTunes but you can also get it off of www.onelifeleft.com what's that? Um, onelifeleft.com okay if you want to email us team at onelifeleft.com and if you are if you are going to email us you may be fortunate enough to be on this week's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only if you're very fast. <laughs> uh, but you might be on next week's uh, letter section. I think, uh, to Ugly Fruit's credit, Ugly Fruit was the person who wrote the letters theme, every time I start that, I feel like I'm a local radio DJ. It really, it really gives me that sort of Alan Partridge thing when he sets the uh, sound effects going. I think it's awesome. Uh, welcome to One Life Left's letters section. We have four some, of our favourite letters to read letters. this week. Simon often uh, gives us more. I decided on four. Okay. Four. So, dear team... One Life Left. Love the show. You're all really funny and or attractive. Do you know why I picked this one out? <laughs> Looking forward to your Christmas party CD launch. It's my birthday on the 30th as well, so that's a really awesome, great, interesting present to get. He'd actually done strike through on all of those words, <laughs> uh, but that's not printed. Never mind. Never, Never mind. mind. Lots of love, Rob H. Kiss, kiss, kiss. P.S. I'll pay for the bar at your party if Simon fights everyone at harmonics. Let's make it happen. Um, uh, I believe I was meant to. Uh, yeah, you were meant to. Uh, I'll work on that this week. I'm you sure they'll have to. I'm You've sure got five days, so you'll cash. really have to get on with that. Uh, okay, uh, Anne, have you got any letters? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, this one is about um, our, our French or foreign language um, end of show. Yeah, we, wrote, we, we did ask for it because, Kieran, the show before us, the bike show, presented by Jack, our good friend Jack, yeah. he signs off the show with chapeau. Not... Chameau. Chameau, <laughs> which we thought it was. Chapeau, meaning hats off in uh, in French. So we asked listeners uh, for suggestions so for things we could do. This doesn't have a name on it. But they say, uh, game over, je finis, uh, je termine. I think that's je. je. No, because that's I. Je is something to do with games. Mm-hmm. In Spanish, juego ter- termino. <laughs> juego. Or, or juego, I. You right. said. No, shut up. Uh, why not sign off on a positive note, such as power up? Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> puissance augmentée. Yeah, very good. Uh, I can't pronounce it, but surely Anne could. <laughs> surely not. <laughs> um, so thanks for that. Um, who, whoever you might be. Sorry, Mr. Writer. Write to us again, and I will print off your name next time. Kieran, I've got a, quite a long one. It goes, uh, hello, lefters. Uh, lefters? We've not hey. had that one before. Oh. Lefters. Okay. Yes. Uh, my girlfriend left us. It's so sad. <laughs> uh, stand-up comedian here for a little bit longer. Uh, with a bit of luck, you remember me as the hapless fellow who judged a competition at last year's OLL Christmas Do, and then ran for the exit immediately afterwards to avoid those that didn't win. Ooh, yeah. I remember that. I don't remember being hapless. I remember being functional. I well, he he uh, apparently did man. the uh, shows with you theme as well. Nick Parton. Nick Parton. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's just founded a little dev house with a few friends called Mega Dev. And uh, we're about to release our second game, Guitar Geeks. Yes, it's a broad tradition of Guitar Hero, but it's much more of a bite-sized lunchtime gaming adrenaline rush. If you can imagine such a thing. With Simon's past brackets, uh, maybe slightly painful, closed brackets experience for promoting Guitar Hero, I thought we might like to find a little fun in it. Uh, or it'll bring up his uh, PTSD at least. Anyway, here's a link to it. Enjoy. The game is at newgrounds.com slash portal slash view slash 470263. I think you can find it at Newgrounds. What's the name of the game? Uh, Guitar Geeks. Guitar, Guitar Geeks. Geeks. Uh, so yeah, you sure go and play that. Although I don't like the way he casually just went, yeah, I just oh. went and founded a... Like, this, is, this is what I do is my job. It's really hard. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I was just bored. So we just founded a studio, made a game. And yeah, it's there. You know what it's Let's like. See, uh, two it's games. Like. This is the second game. Two games. Game. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, uh, finally... Uh, this one's from Ben. Hello, team. I'm glad that Steer's has decided on not liking secondhand games. We made that decision the other day. How do you feel about second game, secondhand games? Uh, no real thoughts at all. Actually, I don't know whether we did make that decision. No. Didn't I say I like them, but I don't like the margins that Game or GameStation make yeah, on them? Probably. Yeah, probably. Although I don't mind the margins Derek make. After all, he's you know he's got to make a living. He's got to make a Derek living to makes. keep making out things yeah uh, i also dislike them too because last christmas as well as giving Anne my heart my mum was getting a ds for my dad so i decided to buy him brain training because i am a cheapskate very honest uh, i decided to save a massive two pounds oh, by buying it second hand 
Christmas came and Dad was very happy with his DS and started to charge it up. While that was happening, I thought, I wonder if the previous saved games were deleted and loaded it on my DS to see if that was that was the case. Turns out the games were not deleted, and instead of people's names for the save game, there were two pictures. One was a penis in the vicinity of a bottom, and the other was a big steaming dog egg. That's why I hate second-hand games. Cheerio, Ben. Oh. P.S. I bought this game from Game Station in York. More evidence for Anne to close them down. P.P.S. See them. See you on Saturday. See you on Saturday, and let's bring down Game Station some more. Um. So, Anne, how are you getting on uh, closing down Game Station? Right. Well, I got a reply. Um. And they were basically like, actually, I've reread it. I didn't write this in. I, I blogged about it. Um. And they were like, oh, we're trying our best to make sure everybody can get good quality value for money games this Christmas meh 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 we released uh, that package that I was annoyed about um, they said they launched it so it was meant to be like £130 launched it at £80 mm. that doesn't mean that that just means that it was £80 if you launch it at something that's the price that it starts at you can't be like well what if, you're, what if you're discounting it at the start? Don't discount it at the start. Start with the regular price, then discount it. Otherwise, uh, you're starting with a price and then you're increasing it. And you can read more of Anne's Canterbury's training advice on our website mm. at... www.onelifeleft.com Email us at... Team at onelifeleft.com If you want to be in next week's letter section rather than this week's uh, letter section. Uh, or visit the website. You can also see Derek's chart tips. You can. There, and uh, a picture of Derek. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Anne Scantlebury. I'm Kieran Gillen. You definitely <laughs> are. Dave Green isn't here. Oh. But he will be at the One Life Left party yes. on Saturday. Saying, I'm Dave Green. His radio voice. His voice isn't that gruff. It is. It, I can't do it. If <laughs> I could do it, I'd be doing it all the time, wouldn't yeah. I? So uh, we are having our Christmas party on Saturday, Saturday 29th of November. It's a little early. Bit early, but. Um, you're probably booked up for the rest of the weekend, being popular as you are. And we have to do it early because it's going to be broadcast at Christmas. Yeah. So, and we need you to come and be the studio audience. We've already had a lot of people come uh, confirm. I think there's about 40 on the yeah. Facebook group. But there's room for plenty more, so please, please come along. And what you're hearing right now... Uh, is played by Copy. Now, if you're a Copy fan, as you should be, because Copy is amazing. Copy. Um, you won't have heard this track before. That's because it's an exclusive on the One Life no, Left shut CD. Up, Steve. Shut up. This is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. 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 Baby Boy. Baby Boy. Uh, he wrote this song for us, and it's going to be on our CD. There will be other exclusives there. We will play some of them on the day. Uh, but you can buy the CD um, at a party. No. It will be the launch party for the first One Life Left CD. Uh, after that, it will be available on the web. Please buy it, or we won't be able to do a second one. That'd be sad. Or buy any drinks. Kieran, you're coming along to our party, aren't you? I plan to. You plan to. Oh, come you on. Are. You are. Obviously, I'll be there, Steve. You'll I could there. never let you down. Got an email today from Martin Hollis. Uh, he said, I hear you've been saying I'm going to come to your party at <laughs> the radio show. Can you tell me when it is so I can check that I can come? Which is nice of him. That's um, close enough. That, that is close enough. And, uh, and you know, Jonathan Smith will be there, I'm sure. We have checked. I assume he'll I be have, there. Actually, Charles I, uh, Cecil. I emailed him there. the other week. Uh, what for? Just chat. Were you after some more games? <laughs> no. After no. some Batman tips? Yeah. Lego Batman tips? I need some tips. Tips. Uh, but yes, please, please come along. Um, it starts at 2pm. We'll be doing the preamble and pre-show organising from and about 2. The, news. the blue post on Rupert Street in Soho. That's the blue post on Rupert Street. There are three blue posts in Soho. Yeah, go to the Rupert Street, near the yeah. Trocadero. Rupert Street. Street near the Trocadero. It's a brilliant pub and we will be there until, until the end of the night. Mm. 
and it's going to be brilliant. This is, of course... What is this, Kieran? This is the beginning of one of the greatest video games of all time, Steve. It's the main title music from Deus Ex, or, as Anne said... Uh, the music that they play when you get on a ride at Chesterton World Adventures. <laughs> very good. Um, I needed something suitably bombastic to talk to Kieran Gillen about what amounts <laughs> to a very, very serious matter. Kieran, uh, we all know um, PC gaming's dead now, isn't it? That's what I hear. It's dead. Uh, that's what everyone says. It's dead. It's not moving. Um, you've been involved in, in PC gaming for quite a long time. Uh, yes, actually. Since <laughs> since when? How long have you known? How long did you know PC gaming for? Well, it depends how you're going to define PC gaming. Uh, I prefer to define it as in, you know personal computers, in which case, like mid eighties. Yeah, because you were very involved in the Amiga and the as Spectrum, well, you? in the Spectrum you know. before that. So PC gaming, you know, in various forms, you've been involved in it in mid eighties. Its death must have come as something of a shock to you. It was like losing a, a loved one in many ways. It's was like it? I thought not a very loved one. There's a loved one who probably abused you a bit and was quite mean, but he was still family. What do you mean abused you? It's interesting you say that. It's, it's, it's just hard. The PC is hard with you. It's hard, hard to get hard on. Love. Hard to get on with. Must be sometimes you've shouted at your PC. Yes. You ever ever been violent with your PC? Dan Grilopoulos once tore the front of my PC off to try to make it work. This isn't about <laughs> Dan, though, Kieran. If we wanted to talk to Dan, we would have got Dan. We've had Dan on the show before, haven't had we? Had him on the show. Did he talk about destroying my PC? He this didn't. is uh, this is about you, Kieran. Have you ever been violent towards PCs or PC gaming in particular? <sighs> I mean, PC gaming is quite violent. We'd all understand it. A few times, but I don't think the games made me do it. Really? I think it was just a mental problem I have. So you say you've been violent a few times PC gaming? Yes. Where were you when you heard about the death of PC gaming, Kieran? I was, I admit, I was, uh, I was with my 360. I was having an affair and I felt, you know, the guilt was enormous that I was there playing Left 4 Dead and the PC was dead in another room. You were playing Left 4 Dead on the 360? Yep. Split screen co-op with my girlfriend. It was terrible. Who who do you think is responsible for the death of PC gaming? Do you think it's the uh, do you think it's the publishers for moving to console uh, market, a more secure market for them? Or do you think it's your filthy pirates that play games on the PC? I'd rather blame it on Sir Clive Sinclair for the, really? the, the failure of the Spectrum back in the 80s. Back, back in the day? Because, you know, they were computers with personality therefore the death of personality meant more people were attracted to the consoles. So you would say, uh, you, you said you were playing Left 4 Dead when you heard about the PC's death, and it came as a bit of a shock to you. It was, it was a big shock. I was happily playing on the PC earlier, and then I heard it was dead. I went that upstairs, was la- nothing was there. That was the last you saw of it? Yep. The website's closing down now. So, uh, Kieran, if, if someone suggested, and I'm not saying for one minute they would, I mean, we're just here to talk, you haven't been, you're not under arrest or anything... But if people were to suggest that you were responsible for the death of PC gaming, how would you react? Um, I would uh, probably try to cover up with, like, ummings and ahrings, but eventually the guilt would shine through. <laughs> okay, Okay. well, no one's, no one's accusing you of that. No, so, no. It's, so it's fine. That's okay, then. It's, t- it's totally fine. Um, right, uh, back to a someone who definitely didn't kill the PC because he only plays big robot games and they're not on the PC Um, uh, David McCarthy David McCarthy long time ago near the start of the series took upon a new feature for us he did it was a good one wasn't it it was called something about Games and art and that. Yeah, games and art and that. It was called Is It Art? And David McCarthy uh, promised to investigate the link between games and art. Unfortunately, since then, he's been very busy. Linking them. Linking them. You know, he's not a man to take these kind of things lightly. He's been doing studies, uh, writing down sort of big flow charts, trying to work out how games and art fit together. He's like Robson Green off of The Wire. That's a good reference. Yeah. Robson Green? Isn't he... No, Robson Green off of... Wire. No, The Wire is the different one, isn't it? The one about the psychoanalyst or something. Oh, okay. He, he wrote Robson, on a wall. But Robson and Jerome Robson, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking about something else. He also put stuff on the wall. 
the the guy in the wire does. Do you think Robson Green was in the wire? <laughs> I don't know actors' names. You thought Robson Green <laughs> was in the wire, and you thought Robson Green was in the wire. Oh, you guys. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Not a good reference, Andy. Can I take that back? Uh, this is uh, this is David McCarthy. Saints Row 2 is the latest urban violent sandbox in which players take on the role of a gang leader on a quest to take over a fictional city's criminal underworld by means of massive lashings of gratuitous violence and even more gratuitous swear words. But is it art? Certainly there is an element of satire here as the script recycles the banality of B-movie scripts and the witless excesses of an alienated schoolboy's imagination to conjure up an almost hyper-real, absurdist world of criminal intrigue. There is a grand guignol excess, too, as you employ your foolishly outfitted avatar to destroy vast swathes of women-hating pimps with a rocket launcher, or as you undress the same avatar so that you terrorise innocent bystanders whilst wearing nothing at all. Most striking, though, is the city's transformation as your avatar charts his or her amoral ascent among the criminal hierarchy, which you can view from the game's pause screen in the form of a colourful checkerboard of gang territories. This urban lattice work resembles nothing less than a convincingly modern, ever-evolving Mondrian, raising deep and probing questions of authorial agency and transmission of meaning. But is it art? Who cares when shooting prostitutes in the head is this much fun? David McCarthy, another brilliant Is It Art? Is it? Is it? Well, I think he gave you the answer there. Were you listening? He said he didn't care. He said it doesn't matter uh, when killing prostitutes is so much fun. I think that's something we can all agree with. Yeah. In video games. Oh. In video games. This is the One Life Left review section where we review video games. Hmm. We've talked a lot about video games today. And what have you been playing this week? Well, the only game I played was Lips at the Drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, as a drunk game, it's good. How did it go? Uh, yeah, fi- like the game was fine, probably. Yeah. Uh, the actual singing, not very good. But I know, because <laughs> the Sugar Babes um, sung on it, and I, I wryly said to someone, it's good to know that they sound as bad as everyone else, until I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, did, they did um, Mercy, Duffy. didn't they, by Duffy, and outscored her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you've been playing Lips. Score? 7 out of 10. Kieran? I've been playing three things. I've been playing... Uh, three things? I'm, such a swat. I'm a busy guy. Uh, I've been playing uh, Outrun 2006. Right. Like, for retro. Not very retro, but yeah. a bit retro. Which you can get on Steam, of course. Yes. Uh, Mosbury's Confederacy, which is a Civil War war game, new out by Tilted Mill. Okay. Also on Steam. And uh, Left 4 Dead, uh, which is also on Steam. So, Outrun is a uh, zombie shooty shooty game love zombies civil war is a driving game yes and left for dead is about the civil war yes you see this is why we don't do three reviews at once kira and it gets confusing did you enjoy outrun seven out of ten yeah we yep. don't need to say much about that because everyone knows about it. it's two years old generally but, um, really generally best racing game ever so so kieran you 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 seem to have picked these games to show that your tastes in gaming are abroad Yes. Is, it, is this truly what you've been playing this week? Yeah, check my Steam profile. Oh, I'm not going to do that, obviously. Someone else can Actually, do that and write to us and see whether tell us whether Kieran's lying. I was really annoyed. The outrun, my outrun times aren't on my Steam profile. It's, okay. So it's not actually been up there. So oh. it looks like I haven't been playing it. It's terrible. <laughs> so check my Steam profile. Also, believe me, because my Steam profile won't show. Anyway, so Civil War game. Why should I play a st- Civil War game on the PC? Well, where else are you going to play it? <laughs> Good answer. Why should I play a Civil War game at all? Well, basically, Tilted Mill are these guys, and they basically did stuff like uh, Children of the Nile, and they basically decided to forget about the mainstream industry and just self-publish their own games. Okay. And rather than doing all these big games, they're doing these a series of uh, $20 games, and they've released right. two already. Okay. One was Hinterland, which is like a Dablo-esque thing. Right. The second one is this kind of like real-time cannon fodder meets uh, XCOM game, which okay. is called Mosby's Confederacy. So it's a really interesting business model and it's uh, good fun. Isn't that how the PC sort of flight sim in- industry has worked for a very long time? You tar- and train simulators, they target niches and squeeze those niches for as much cash as they can. A little bit. It's more the idea that that's, there's certain genres which really can't be mainstream. Yeah. So the idea, you lower the budget to what is still acceptable but get allowed to do an interesting game Okay. and you make a game that actually makes those people happy. So is it a good Civil War game? I've only played it for an hour. I... Uh, find it quite interesting. An hour is 
yeah. more than we spend on <laughs> our games before we review them. Uh, you can definitely give it a score. Seven out of ten. Okay, fair enough. And Left for Dead. Uh, probably one of the best games of the year, really. It's, yeah. uh, it's Gauntlet meets Doom, basically. Yep. That sounds like I've actually played it, and I have. <laughs> it looks brilliant. Um, I'm really, really excited to play it. I've got it on the um, I've got it on the PC. Have you got it? Have you got it on both formats? Uh, yeah, I've got oh, oh, both formats. Which would you recommend people play upon? PC. Really? Yes. Uh, but it's dead. <laughs> There's a joke uh, about left being left for. Anyway, uh, why the PC? Why is the PC version better? Um, let me think about it. Which particular ones? Uh, draw system, just generally, it's the way the PC works. Mouse versus joypad. Uh, future mod uh, mod support down the line. Okay, and yeah. the fact you'll get much better downloadable content because it's the way Valve work. Okay. And the fact that the mod support's going to be brilliant. It's going to be like, someone must do a Chaos Engine mod. Or, okay. <laughs> or Ghostbusters going into a fridge. It'll be great. Okay, score? 7 out of 10. Perfect. Thanks, Karen. Yo. Yo. <laughs> so what have you been playing this week? I've been playing my dog game on DS. Okay, what's that called? It's called My Dog. Right, you know we had some confusion last week I with. Know. So what is it actually called? I I'm just joking. It wasn't about a dog. It was called. It was this. Um. Okay, so I just got the box out. Um, it's called Maths Made Simple. Yeah, Maths Made Simple. Right. So does it feature dogs anywhere? No, I I just joked about that. That was a, that, that was a real good joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think everyone was fooled, you know. Yeah, I know. I bet, they're, cool. I bet they're feeling pretty stupid now, aren't they? Now they know the truth. Duh. <laughs> so what do you have to do in uh, maths made simple? Um, well, really, a few questions from times tables to adding to minus, and it's quite good for education because it tells you it get if you're bad at maths like me. Um, it really helps you to understand maths. Interesting. So, um, obviously you're, you're, you're big into your educational games, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and uh, your, your, your mom told me recently, mom? your mum told me that uh, you just passed your, your, you got your bronze and silver star for your time table, is that right? Yep. Would you say, would you give any of that credit to this game, do you think? Yeah, because it helped me with my time stable, so I owe it to the people that um, actually made this game. Okay, the people that made this game are 505 Games. Have you heard of them before? No. <laughs> um, they do uh, lots of games, I think. Lots of, these, lots of these kind of casual games. They do Cooking Mama. Oh, Cooking Mama! I really wanted that! Gosh! Cool. So, um, if 505 Games are listening... Yeah, and you want Cooking Mama, and it's Christmas soon. Have you got anything that you want to say to uh, to your listeners? Yeah, actually, um, Five Hundred Five Games. I I really um like um all your games that you've come up with, and I just want to say, keep it on. Really? <laughs> Are you not going to ask for any anything? No, that will be rude. Well, well done. Okay, uh, so what are the what are the graphics like on uh, Maths Made Simple? Um, it's quite cool. Uh, actually, before we get into that, uh, this sort of thing, right, just because it's on a DS, do you still think of it a game, as a game, or do you think of it as, uh, like, schoolwork? I still think it's schoolwork, but it's kind of like, it's schoolwork, but in a funner way, funny way. Okay. Um, so, I can't think of a joke to end this, but I do... <laughs> I'm going to cut this bit out. <laughs> Me too, I don't even know what to say. Hey! What? I never know what to say. That's because you're a naturally gifted broadcaster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah! What score are you going to give? Uh, maths made simple. Definitely 7 out of 10. This week's best worst game you've ever played is a bit of a cheat because it's only just come out and I've only just played it. It's called Super Hypercube and visually it reminds me most of um, Cubello, an art style WiiWare game that just also came out and is similarly easy to overlook. But Super Hypercube is more interesting because it was developed for the Gamma 3D event that I just went to in Montreal, which was sort of a game jam club night that featured experimental games that uses old red and blue 3D glasses to create a 3D effect. 
In the game, you have to manipulate shapes made out of cubes to fit them through a hole in the wall. It's exactly like that stupid game show you might have seen with Dale Winton, except this is in 3D, and for one night only, the night I played it, it used head tracking software so you could literally lean around the shapes to work out how they'd fit. Still worth your time to play, of course. It's only bad because when you've downloaded it, you won't quite get the full experience. Which is why Super Hypercube is this week's best-worst game you've never played. That's Matt Kumar. Uh, that's Matt Kumar. Season f- <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Just repeating me. Uh, season 4's uh, new feature, uh, it's Best Worst Games. He's talking about Super Hypercube this week, which uh, I advise you all Google and play. Um, I just did that, but I've lost the window. Uh, we had a bit of Simon there as well. We did have a bit of Simon. Um, we don't have Simon in the studio this week. We have Kieran instead, mm. which is fine. Yeah. Because we do have Simon in another way. You asked me whether I've been playing any games this week, um, yeah. and I haven't really. I've been playing my Rubik's Cube, trying to work out how to do that. It's still puzzling me. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Uh, and actually broke it on the tube here, so I guess I never will. It was convenient, actually. The point at which I broke it was just before I was getting to the point at which I can't do it. So the girl who was watching me do it must think that I can probably do it, and I was just unfortunate. So you were so hot, you broke it. Yeah. <laughs> Your enormous yeah. alpha male muscles tore it asunder. So those of you who listened to uh, last week's show, which I assume is all of you and if you didn't listen to last week's show you can always go and podcast it uh from www.onelifeleft.com or itunes or itunes uh by searching for one life left uh those of you who listened will have heard simon review tomb raider Mm. which was interesting wasn't it in the context of something that happened this week there was a scandal because there was a rumour that IDOS had asked everyone who wasn't going to score Tomb Raider at 8 out of 10 or above to hold back their reviews. That was the rumour, What's right? 8 out of 10? I don't understand it either. It's obviously Four not fifths. Enough. Yeah, don't get it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of controversy around that. Uh, and the, the internet was aflame with fury. As it often is. As it often is, yeah. to be honest. But that was this week's scandal. Um, but then you were very surprised, weren't you, to read um, something... By him, one of you was. Yes, it was. It was I found it interesting. To I say, can't yeah. tell you apart. Yeah, there yeah. was a the, the the way the scandal appeared to break was the fact that this certain uh, PR company who were dealing with the actual PR of the Idris's games uh, was seemed to be asking like people not to review it before a certain date. It hadn't got over eight out of ten, and the company did an actual apology or an explanation. The so, company the did. Company. The company. Some mm. shill. Well, it got on this platform and spoke words. To so, the so I have in front of us the press release, which says, which says this: um, Simon Byron, a director at Barrington Harvey PR. Which uh, actually, this isn't the press release; it's from Spong.com. Uh, but I assume it's from a press release, has issued a response to the story in which he says, Barrington Harvey is not in the position of telling reviewers what they can and cannot say. We love Tomb Raider and believe it merits a score of at least 8 out of 10. But if someone disagrees, that's entirely their prerogative. No problem at all. Seriously, colon, no problem. Um, which is interesting, is, isn't it? Yeah, in the context yeah. of last week's show, so, in which Simon Byron... He gave... Tomb Raider... 7 out of 10. Is so, he going to lose his job? No, he's not. That's the point. That's the proof. Simon will let That's anyone true. say anything about this game. Including himself. And any journalist worth their salt should have noticed that. And gone, This well, story is ridiculous. Clearly Tomb Raider's, Tomb Raider's PR aren't clamping down on scores of below 8 out of 10 because their PR gave it 7 out of 10 yeah. on, you know... Europe's favourite video game radio show, Only. One Life Left. <laughs> Only. <laughs> or whatever. Um, I think we're approaching the end of the show, aren't we? We are. We know we're approaching the end of the show um, because this music is about to start. Is it? There we go. Aww. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Karen. Yeah, thank you. It's been you, a real Kieran. pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's party on Saturday. Let's get down. Um, Kieran will we'll be see. partying <laughs> on Saturday. I don't know whether he will be getting down or not. Um, uh, because on Saturday is our Christmas party. Christmas party on Saturday. Saturday? You are getting good at this. Um, yes, uh, we will have lots of uh, celebrity gaming guests, of which Kieran won't be one. He's not a celebrity, he's one of us. Yeah, he's one of the not one of you. But if you treat, if you are a rock, paper, shotgun reader and you treat Kieran less a celebrity, you can come and do that in the flesh on Saturday at the Blue Post on Rupert Street yeah. in Soho in London. Uh, we will be recording a show there for Resonance FM, um, so please come and make it sound like there are people there, which means make some noise. And then on Christmas Day, uh, you can tune into Christmas Day around the Christmas I was period. Say, on Christmas Day, have you, have you had a word with Resonance? <laughs> yeah, we want to be the broadcast. No, uh, so sometime, at, sometime around about four 
4am on the 27th <laughs> of December, you'll be able to hear our Christmas special. Yeah. Um, no, we don't know what when it'll be, but we've been told we'll be uh, broadcast. Over but Christmas. maybe you'll be on it. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll be able to hear yourself. Yes. Yeah, so uh, other than that, any other business? Uh, yeah, I got my master's. Hey. <laughs> any other video game related business? No. Um, actually, one of my family members did approach me over the Christmas period and said, "Listen to last week's show. You did talk about video games an awful lot. Yeah, like annoying, that, that maybe it? that maybe that shouldn't be what we do. Uh, we've talked about them a lot today. Maybe that's Kieran's influence I'm rather sorry. than Simon. Uh, but happy birthday, Simon! We should yeah, say happy birthday and um, happy birthday to my mum for this week as well. It will be good to have him back next week. But it's been brilliant to have Kieran here today. So thank you very much for coming in, Kieran. Um, and we will see you all next week. See you next week. We'll see you on Saturday. Bye. 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 You're listening to 104.4 Residence FM. It's now 8 o'clock and it's now time for the clear spot.